This episode is recorded on Jar Jar Wurrung country and we want to pay our respects to the original creatives of this land and their elders past, present and future. Hey uh, Caleb, have you ever wanted to just like get in touch with a podcast but you're not really sure how? What, like... Uh, like the Country Creatives podcast? Yeah, like our podcast. And ah. the, you know, there's no way to, to reach out to us. Yeah, that has crossed my mind. What, what We've got a solution? Uh, well, funnily enough, you have the solution. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. I created a Instagram page. We're on Instagram, Reese. You hooled only my uh, seventh account that I manage. Wow, that's a lot of accounts. But the great thing is you can get in touch with us, country underscore creatives, reach out. You could just search in Instagram, country creatives, and you there's at least a 70% chance that we'll be the first one that pops up. Well, hopefully with a little bit of uh, a few follows, we will definitely be the first. But yep. We've got some competitors, Nancy Collins. Shout out to Nancy Collins. I've no, no idea who you are, but apparently you're a country creative as well. Good on her, I say. <laughs> Good on her. If Nancy, if you message <laughs> message our page, we'll get you on the podcast. I can't wait. She's a creative, so it could Come happen. On. All right, we'll see you there. Hello and welcome to another episode of Country Creatives. I'm Caleb Maxwell. And I'm Reese, and we are coming to you from Jar Jar Run Country. Yeah, we are. And this week we have got a really cool conversation about opportunities, really. My little random tagline is, when do you jump and when do you bounce? I'd call it more like the changing of seasons. Yeah, look, that would be also a very apt tagline. Or (laughs) catching buses. (laughs) (laughs) To understand all of these references, you will have to continue listening to this episode. Yeah, we have a really great chat just about my actual progression as a creative and what I'm up to, a little bit of a new chapter, a new season, a new route that I'm on. (laughs) Did I incorporate all of the things then? You did. Amazing. And, you know, we just have a bit of a free flow chat as two two country creatives often Mm. do. Mm. Enjoy. So, Reese, I've got some questions for you, and they're hopefully going to lead to some really insightful things. <laughs> I always appreciate our chats, Caleb. I've probably said this before, but if it comes to talking about creativity in the country for creatives, <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah, look, we often get, we often have these kind of chats, don't we? And a lot of the time, they're not on air, which is heaps of fun. That's probably how we got here. But they often happen around the table tennis table. Not when it's super competitive, though. No, no talking then. (laughs) Absolutely no talking. Which reminds me, just before I get into my questions, before it becomes a distant memory and doesn't matter anymore. If you're a regular listener, before Christmas we were having a bit of a table tennis, a November tournament inside the Emporium Creative Hub (laughs) table tennis facilities, and it was very a tough fight. Somehow Reese got a like a burst of brilliance Mm. and just got a flawless like victories basically i started off firing and from there caleb tried to claw it back it was like a it was a five round tournament with six players so i went on for quite a while and i'm very proud to announce that i scraped in (laughs) one game one game ahead of caleb who has been the reigning champion up until now 
Yeah, man. It was my first loss. Uh, yeah. It was a bit of humble pie, which I'm very always grateful for. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> 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 but it's easier to talk about now because it is almost a distant memory. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's not dwell on that too much because I know no, who cares? That, that's a hard topic to <laughs> Sure. Let's talk about All some right. creative stuff, yeah, mate, because yeah. no, I've, I've had a few – the things have changed. They have, and I want to know about them. What is happening with you, Reese? because you are a man in demand? Man in demand, I like that. Yeah, I've we mentioned a couple of things at the end of last year, a little yep. bit of a change of pace, a change of scenery, and I've taken on four days a week with Jar Jarung Enterprise working within Jandak, which is a, an arm of – their business on the Jara-centred design team as a project manager. That is super cool. And I remember having a few chats with you about this kind of opportunity earlier and it was like a watch this space situation because it was like, you know, what does this practically look like? We don't really know yet. What are you going to be able to contribute to? What does it look like day to day? All those sort of things. But you've been in the role for a little bit now. Can you tell me what it looks like and what you're you're experiencing and what opportunities are arising through that role? Yeah, it's really cool. I saw this one pop up and it was this job opportunity as a project manager on the design team. It was right about the time when I was a bit burnt out of, we, and we've done a burnout episode, but mm. listen to that already. This is aligning pretty closely with those kind of conversations. Yeah, so working on embedding Jara voices. So Jara is means the Jar Jarung people. That's the word for that. We're embedding their voices back into the public space back into the environment the built environment natural environment whatever it might be and so that means working with landscape designers architects also working really closely with jarjarung people to tell their stories and engage their community to tell the right stories in the right places and that includes like working with lots of artists as well isn't it and i guess that would be one of the strengths that you bring to that role would you say I would say that's the main thing that I knew about going into this space was how to work with artists, how to facilitate between a client and a creative. And so it's very similar, but it's a whole new industry. We're talking about working in the 3D space, landscape design, how we can use paving patterns and architectural features and the way a garden can be arranged to tell stories. It's a whole lot more culturally intense and exciting than than probably the work I was doing before, which was very visual and talking about the current spaces, the communities who use places like the Golden Square Pool, for example, uses. We're going back and trying to bring stories to the forefront that have more or less been lost or pushed Mm. aside or Mm. they've been lost from the landscape and bring them back out, which is super exciting. That is amazing. And you said you, you came in with a bit of an understanding of how to work and liaise with artists, but what have you been learning that you didn't know already and what, what have you what's the learning curve been? Like what have you had to step up in? Yeah, a lot of terminology is first thing. I think I'd started to work with a few indigenous artists, Troy Firebrace who's been a guest of the show as well, some mob from Yorta Yorta, and some other Jara artists. And so I was starting to notice that there was a really big appetite for those artists to be used on projects to tell stories that other people can't tell. And in this role, it's about cultural safety. So you've got to make sure these artists feel safe to come in and work in this space, doing the right consultation to like meaningful consultation and making sure that, that we're 
utilise as a partner on a project and not just as an afterthought. That's yeah. part of our big challenges as well because yeah. we might get to the table a bit too late and it becomes a little bit less of a, an open collaboration and more of a tick the box kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, a bit more of a tokenistic inclusion. So we're trying to avoid that. And I'm just, to be honest, it's that learning curve part, working in that slightly different creative industry where it's hard. Mm. Sometimes it feels like super challenging where it's, damn, it was when you're in that comfortable zone, it feels easy. And then mm. you step into somewhere and it's, oh, this is hard. Is this for me? I don't know. It's really hard in the way that it's hard because I'm learning new stuff. Yeah. And that's a really important perspective, I think, that everyone should have going into something new is that it's going to be hard and it's going to it's going to be challenging and of course you're not doing what you're used to what you found your groove in necessarily but it's going to lead to some amazing new skills and experience that I reckon you're already adding to your breadth of skills and experience that is going to lead to a whole heap of new opportunities that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah it's pretty exciting just to to pretty much add to that tool belt of here's an extra couple of creative industries that I can feel comfortable operating within, which is super exciting. And hey, we might have already teed something up. We might have. We won't say too much about it, but there's there's starting to become a picture of skills and expertise in and amongst our country creatives team that is, you know, we're starting to picture what could we do together that impacts the environment around us or corporately or education wise there's really opportunities they're coming out of our ears reese and our eyeballs there's no space in your eyeballs they're coming out nonetheless you know when you kind of you kind of sneeze and then you can feel a bit of air come out your eyes (laughs) that's where the opportunities are coming out the way you're talking mate there's air coming out of somewhere else right now Uh, but seriously, I had to right. chuck that in there. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's really interesting, sorry. though. It's really cool that people have been listening to country creatives and what mm. we've been up to and being like, oh, we could use a bit of that, a bit of promoting <laughs> the, indu- the creative industries or bringing creativity to the forefront in a way that we've been doing it. Yeah. And yeah, totally not to toot our own horn. It's not what we're looking for. But it in everything, I think we're pretty entrepreneurial, right? So everything's an opportunity. I think that's a fun thing to talk about because there is a common perception that there is a lack of opportunities and that there's only so much pie to go around, that kind of mentality. And it, it really is in the the perception of the person as to what they're going to experience when it comes to how many opportunities and what is possible. Yeah, it, it's always an interesting one. This is pretty new to us as a podcast and potentially as consultants on creative matters Mm. we've had a few inquiries come in we're like yeah let's do this we can add value in this space that we probably hadn't really considered before no and i don't know if i've shared it before but richard branson said one of my favorite quotes about opportunities he said that opportunities are like buses they come along all day every day but you don't want to take you don't want to get on all of them because you'd be you wouldn't know where you are what that says to me is that unlocks your thinking and you you put you in a mindset of going the issue is not getting an opportunity because if you have the right eyes to see them they're everywhere the issue is picking the right one that's going to take you to where you want to go i want to ask you you've had lots of opportunities and i'm sure that's been your experience what really excited you and what's exciting you about the opportunity that you've taken right now with jara 
Yeah, I feel like the uh, through Nacho Station, it's been a, it really has been a will take any opportunity. If it's in the, if it's if it ticks just a couple of boxes, it yeah. might not be the prescribed work, but we just take it and yeah. go for it. And it's it's cool to niche in a little bit on an area, focus in, and hopefully become really great at that one thing in that space. And uh, yeah, I think the reason why I've made the switch was. I needed to shift some energy. Yeah. There was a bit of energy around the business. It was, I still love it. And it was, it was part of my identity yeah, as well. We might yeah. have spoken about this we a little could bit. Have. Yeah, but that's powerful, right? Is realizing when you're taking something maybe a little bit too personally. Mm. Yeah, or you just can't separate your private life from your work mm. life yep. and they become one and the same. And you never really know when to switch off or when you, to mm. switch on and it, the lines become so blurred. So, this seeing this one pop up was a way to get a bit more focus, give a little bit of a rest to the to the job that I be, that I just invested so much time and energy into. It was going quite well, and we we're doing some amazing work, and we still are going to do some amazing work. Yeah, tell me what has happened to the old not a food truck. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a stage of what will it look like? How can I continue? You know, everyone I talk to is like, you've built a brand. You can't just you can't just let it die. Yeah. But now I've got a job and a business. And so it's not taking a step back. It's just adding, it's an extra workload on top of trying to do another thing really well. Yep. But the good thing is it's part-time, four days a week. So I've got a day mm. to work on Nacho plus after work hours and whatnot. But I really need to figure that out of how it works. And I definitely don't have the answers just yet. No. But one interesting thing that came to mind was that you're in a position now where Nacho Station is not required to sustain you. Mm. So that can, even though you've got a far more limited capacity time-wise to do projects through Nacho Station, the burden of your living is not on that brand Mm. anymore. So what that means is that you can be more choosy with what you do and you can afford to wait for the right opportunity rather than trying to chase the buses all around the city to with that analogy. With that kind of mindset, what would you like to see Nacho Station achieve or what opportunity can you, you secretly hoping for or thinking could be a real goer that you'd want to spend those extra hours on? Yeah, I think the one thing that the one constant that remains is wanting to promote regional artists Hello, here's the podcast. We've been doing that as a separate thing <laughs> yeah. already. It's part of what I do with Jandak on the design team, promoting Jara artists to get their artwork on country. Like there's these alignments. And I think that's one thing that I think I really want to make sure it does is elevates regional artists. And I probably need to strip it right back to the core kind of purposes. It's engaging the community in art projects. It's coming back to the business goals and which sometimes get a little bit lost along the way where you just yeah, start to chase the opportunities and yep. you're spending a bit on that bus ticket just to chase <laughs> it around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. We're really squeezing this analogy yeah. for all it can give. But I've already, there's been a few inquiries that come in. It's just like, oh, it's just, it's going to take so much time to do that job and the margin's not really there. Not that it's all about money, but I either take on a job for the love of it and earn no money, which I'm more than open to doing if it's got the right meaning or you pick the jobs that have the most impact and also pay well yeah yeah there's three elements there right the yeah the ones that are going to pay lots that you don't have any personal investment in 
the ones that aren't going to pay anything but you've got all the personal investment in and then there's a balance between them and that's the unicorn that everyone wants to find is the one that's going to not only pay really well and sustain them but, but it gives is, you the warm fuzzies yeah as well. it gives you those warm fuzzies and they exist 100 percent. yeah but I think that's the continual journey and a good focus to have for creative entrepreneurs is finding something that aligns with your values and what you can contribute and what you want to contribute, but it's also going to be really financially viable and really healthy for not only you personally, but enable you to do more of that content because they are a rarer opportunity. Yeah, I think the ideal sweet spot is having some corporate client work or something that is a little bit less fun and creative, but it funds the fun creative stuff. I really want to do maybe just some random pop-up kind of exhibition stuff and just be experimental and probably lose money on it or break even. Yep. But then the brand becomes this something that people it's a bit more desirable. It's a bit like what are they going to do next? Yeah. What what's going to happen in this space and yeah. oh, I've got to go see this because it's only going to happen yep. for this time period. There's that there's a freedom in that, isn't there? Because the they don't have to fund your life. You're able to do things that you wouldn't have necessarily been able to do before. So I'm really excited for what that is going to look like for the brand that is Nacho Station and I have a feeling that you're going to be adding some crucial elements to your skill set throughout this next season of your professional career and it may not be getting to the explosion of Nacho Station but for you as a creative I reckon you'll be able to use that in something really big down the track that you wouldn't have been able to do unless you had this time. Oh 100% and one of the hardest things about going into employment is being trapped by the system no like <laughs> it's a big adjustment yeah, like i can't just yeah. walk out and go water the garden whenever <laughs> i want anymore there's nah. i'm on the clock yeah. it's a big adjustment it is yeah that's the beauty of working for yourself is that you can <laughs> do that you really can craft yep. your own timetable and yep. do what suits you and if you have a really productive morning you take the afternoon off that's great <laughs> yes i've lost that freedom yeah but i'm gaining other things in, in place of that and i have to keep reminding myself that yeah that's good You said seasons. Yeah. And this is an interesting thing. We've spoken about this before, viewing your career and your energy Mm. as a season and not so much as a solid state. Oh, so it's so important because we as humans, we're organic. We're not fixed. So people as a whole conglomerate, we, we like to put boxes around things and categorize things, but ourselves and people in general you can't really put a box around people. You can't really define them in a short list of words. And so I think a really healthy way to see your own career and journey is not one that is fixed and limited by being one place forever. A healthy career to me is one that is unlimited and that you, you're you referencing there, you move through seasons. And just because you're doing this one thing now – doesn't mean that's who you are and it doesn't mean that's what you have to continue doing. The great thing that I see about what you're embracing in this season of your career is that you you are able to add something new and not be too concerned that it's going to negate or you're going to lose everything you had before, but you're just you are building on yourself. You are building to what your experience has been. That's a really tricky thing too when you're considering these kind of changes like what's the best opportunity to progress 
your skills and stuff. Yep. And the thought is, no, I'll just go make coffees and earn not much money and not have to think at all and just have a <laughs> break from that. But it's an hey, come on. Yep. Part of getting that energy back and I felt it shift as soon as I just had a change and got into a bit of a groove was like, oh, damn, I'm back. I'm like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's happening. And then I'm yeah. like, yeah, creative stuff, Nacho Station. It's like all this energy came back to do all this stuff that I've put on the shelf a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, why didn't I just have that energy to push on through? But I think it's an absolute blessing to really lucky that I found an opportunity that is so aligned with what I was doing and it feels yeah. like a natural progression. Yeah, from yeah. There. Hundred percent, and you're you're not talking about opportunities and activities. You've got a business. You said you've got a part time job now. You're a host on a podcast. What else are you doing? Oh, damn! Well, Eaglehawk Festivals, mate. Have you heard of it? I have not. Is that connected with the Dahlia Festival at all? Yeah, there's a Dahlia and Arts Festival has been going for a long time now. They're up to fifty parades Whoa. they've had ex-prime ministers come and open the parade Ooh. yeah like it's a big deal out in eagle hawk over the bridge so they've just had a revamp and it's funny because i got onto the committee and i'd really tried hard not to be the president so i stepped into the vice president's role <laughs> the agm and they've rebranded from daily and arts festival to eagle hawk festivals and there's this new life about it of all these younger people and the traders down the street and they want to hold not just one festival a year that focuses on folk art and dahlias the flower but also part of that they do. They close down the whole main street and do a street parade. I grew up in Eagle Hawk and it was an absolutely amazing experience to yeah. go to these things and Ooh, yeah. feel like you're a part of the community. Yeah. But now they're going to host a whole series of festivals and events throughout the year as well. And, wow. and the committee are there to help facilitate that. And so have you not avoided being the president? The president had some unfortunate kind of personal stuff happen and uh, had to leave the committee, which was more than understandable, but I've been the acting president since then. And Ooh. it's for someone who wanted to chill out and just back <laughs> off a little bit, all of a sudden I've got these things. But that opportunity, when I signed up for that, I was like, this is sweet. I'm going to bring street art to Eagle Hawk. Yeah. We're going to paint this town red. We're going to do, <laughs> it's going to be like the wild west out there. We're going to paint everything. Because Eagle Hawk, in yes. case you don't know, it's like the borough of Bendigo. Yeah, it's so like, it's like a suburb, but it's not a suburb. It's like it was at one point not connected to Bendigo. Yeah, it's like it's a suburb, but it has its own little identity. Oh, big time. And its own little streetscape and personality. And it's like the Yarraville of Bendigo. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. It, to it totally is. It's its own thing. Yeah, it's, re it's really cool. But then I've stepped out of Nacho. And it's not so much of a marketing opportunity for my business anymore, is it? But I feel like contributing to the community and helping this festival continue that's the warm fuzzies kind of thing. Yeah, and I reckon that opportunities like that, the what we're doing with country creatives, it's, it's something that we get to do in terms of networking, connecting, but sharing stories and contributing, building industries. But it's not just the warm and fuzzies. There, there are things, If what I've found is that if you put yourself out there and genuinely say, look, I am here to serve, you'll be surprised what opportunities just find you from that. And we've already had a couple that have just came to us and, and they may not be right and all the opportunities that we get may not be right, but just being able to approach something with, a, with an attitude of service and not really trying to get anything from it 
it mm. still leads to really good things. Yeah, when you go in with no sales pitch and then yeah. people start to go, oh, actually, I could use what you're doing. Yeah, yeah I think it amazing. enables you to be a lot more authentic and just a lot more you. Because if you go in with an ulterior motive of, and that's not always a bad thing, if you want going in to sell something, then go in and sell it. But if you're not going in with another motive other than just being of service and being of assistance, then yeah, you'll be surprised what happens. Yeah, totally. Are there any things you're involved with in that capacity, Caleb, where you're volunteering your time or I know you've actually got a bit of a life changing event just around the corner. Yeah, my phone is on loud. So if, yeah, if there's a phone call coming in this episode, then I'm out of here, Reese, because I'm going to have my second son arriving in the world very soon. That is so exciting. By the time this episode goes live, it if it hasn't happened then, it's way overdue. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smoke. No, when this episode goes live, I'll have two kids. Yeah, <laughs> so and the best thing is you won't just be disappearing if the phone rings. I'm going to be bringing the podcast kit with me. We're going to we're gonna live record the experience. <laughs> I think Savvy might have some objections yeah, to that. Yeah, uh, I haven't approved it to boss there. <laughs> That's such a cool idea. It's a terrible idea, <laughs> yeah, but terrible it's, um, idea. it's so funny. So, yeah, look, um, my family's expanding. I'm in the Army Reserves, which is something that takes a lot of time. But it's it's one thing that I love to do because it's a different kind of outlet than creative industry stuff. And, and I get to learn how to lead a bigger uh, a bigger team of people in that space. So I'm getting taught how to yeah lead in a different way, which is something I'm really interested in. But there's a million other things, Reese. I'm really involved in church on at Creek Street and the community there. We do a lot of things during the week and contribute on a Sunday. I've got entrepreneurial opportunities happening, mm, like lots of iron in, irons in the fire in terms of contributing to the feature film and TV production space in Bendigo and working on a project that's going to enable more local content to be produced on a larger scale. So a real collaborative project, that one too. It is. I've got a mad team with me because it, it would not be possible if I was going to do it myself. Really nothing I do is possible if I do it myself, which is I'm totally fine with. I feel like when you go big, you just have to realise that's the case. That's like necessary. There's only so much one person can do without yeah. relying on the skills of others to yeah. make it, take it to that level it needs to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. But that's just, it's even more fun doing it that way, involving more people that have the specialties that you need. Yeah, watch this space. That's going to be a long-term journey, but it's going to be one that's really fulfilling and is going to give some opportunities to filmmakers in central Victoria. Yeah, we talked about seasons and you've got a big change in season (sighs) coming. We just, with the growth of your family. Yep. What does that look like for business? Yeah, good question. And I'm really, really blessed to have a team around me at Hebron Films because I wouldn't be able to do half the things that we do, even most of the things we do without my team. So I am going to be able to take a few weeks off from work and not need to think about what's happening at work because I've got Bailey and Henry there that are, that know the thing inside out and are able to manage yeah, running the business while I'm gone, which is super cool. I'm viewing what I'm going to be doing going forward as a lot more flexible in terms of seeing where I fit, replacing where I'm not good at things with other people and just setting things up so that I can contribute what I've got to give and I can help others contribute what they've got to give. Yeah, that's cool. I see that there might be a little bit of an opportunity that's popped up online. Yeah, it totally is. I'm hiring. How cool is that? 
How much fun. Yeah, I thought the job description was written for me, actually. <laughs> I was like, damn, mate, you just got me a little bit too late there. <laughs> no, Reese, I need you where you are, bro. Yeah, <laughs> there's going to be some great things in the future, I'm sure. If you are know of anyone, if you're listening to this, know of anyone who wants to be a video producer, or rather is a video producer. Wants to be a video producer with an incredible team yeah. in Bendigo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then please reach out. Our I'm not speaking out of school here. My my legendary team member, Henry, he is moving his life and practice down to Melbourne. So likewise, if you're looking for a really good producer, uh, yeah, let's do a, let's do a swapsies. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise that you're losing a, one of your legends. Yeah, I am losing a legend, but my endless optimism forces me to see it as an opportunity, not a problem. While it's been phenomenal and we're sending Henry off with all of our best wishes and support for his time and adventures in Melbourne, you know, a new person being added to the team means that there's going to be a new person and they're going to bring different things than what we've had in the past. So I'm really excited and it's heaps of fun running through the all the applications we're getting in at the moment and just getting to know people and expanding the networks again. But, yeah, keen to see who is going to be the next Hebroni. <laughs> Hebroni or Hebronet? Uh, I reckon hiring a female producer would add such a great depth to our team. Not that I'm biased, the, the best person will get the job, but I'm, I'd be excited if it was a girl. Yeah, it'd be good to add that different perspective to yep. your team. 100%. Yeah, so seasons, eh? Seasons are a change, changing for all of us. And they always are. That's a, I think change is a constant in life. That's one of the only constants is change. Embrace it. Look for the opportunities is my way of seeing things and you'll actually see them. How about that for some depth? <laughs> <laughs> Look for them and you shall see them. Oh, yeah. Is that that's that's some sounds... of your deepest words right there. <laughs> yeah, that's wisdom. <laughs> You've just heard some wisdom. <laughs> oh, that is absolute classic. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you want to get involved with Eagle Hawk Festivals, there's actually a bunch of expression of interests that are open to either be a part of the parade or part of some of the art shows. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Basically, if you've got a really cool creative idea, and you want to bring it to the public, we have a little bit of a kitty there where we can help facilitate Ooh. projects in the borough. Hey, that's an opportunity right there. That's cool. How can people get in touch with you, the committee? Who, yeah. Where do people need to go? Just jump on to eaglehawkfestivals.com.au. Get in touch if you want to be a part of the Daily and Arts Festival, which is in mid-March, coming around really quickly potentially happening right now when this episode comes out <laughs> drop in have a look It'd be great to have a whole bunch of creatives get involved in spring we'll be doing a bit of a contemporary arts activation don't know what that looks like yet but that's probably the big shout out to bring mm. some experimental work to bendigo to eagle hawk that's great thanks again for another great chat caleb my pleasure and thanks for listening if you haven't already shared this episode with a friend or your favourite episode. Maybe this one was shit and you want to share a different one. <laughs> share your favourite one. Give us a rating. We really appreciate it. Yeah, love it. See you soon. There you have it. Another episode of Country Creatives Podcast. As the boys did mention, we are so grateful for your listening and we would love it if you would jump onto your favourite listening application and give us a like, a follow or sling the link to one of your mates. 
Country Creatives is a podcast by Caleb Maxwell and Reese Hendy with production by yours truly, Amy Chapman. And we are very grateful for the support of the Emporium Creative Hub in Mitchell Street, Bendigo. If you want to jump on emporiumcreativehub.com.au slash podcast, you'll find links to all of our previous episodes. You can also drop us a line via that same website page, or you can jump on the brand new Instagram page, which is country underscore creatives. We hope to catch you there very, very soon. And in the meantime, I hope a creative opportunity doesn't pass you by before our next episode drops in two weeks time. See you soon. Thank you.